Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fizz. Feeling the pain. Feeling the pain. Bad times for uh, your, mine, and our Gold Coast Suns as they absolutely bottled it. Not sure where all this preseason fitness went, but it was out the door at Marvel Stadium. Anyway, Jono, how are you? Uh, about as well as yours, ours, uh, Gold Coast Suns fans being a Bulldog supporter, leading the charge for Bevo out. Fire up the t-shirt maker. It's happening. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not too hard to cross out um, the the Ucks. We can just leave the B uh, the, <laughs> the Bucks out t-shirts. Pretty much. Yeah, it will dust, dust them off. Fucking hell. Yeah, their, their fitness, uh, I think, is up there with... With the Gold Coast Suns, to be honest, they're just cooked. We got got to be worried when Beppo said his his response is he's going to innovate. Ooh, hasn't he been be innovating since 2015 or whenever he took over? <laughs> just, I mean, to be fair, like you know, the dogs are going with this tall forward program, but all the dogs' small forwards are out injured. They've got nothing. I think the problem was like. I looked like everyone had him in the eight. I couldn't see it. Like they've just recruited Liam Jones, who's missed a year and is old as hell. They've sent Josh Bruce back there. Like, can't kick. Turnover. Can't be. Turnover. Can't be good. Anyway, the other guest. I think he's pulling a double shift tonight, so we'll get we'll get through this one. So stay there. How are you, mate? Yeah, I've. Um, there's four days of fantasy football. Uh, the first half of the season. Um, and we're at round two. Uh, seven of the eight de- days have been magnificent. Today has just been a clusterfuck. Yeah, well, what's gone wrong? What's gone? You, you talk oh, us through it, big man. You you name it, it's happened. Um, um, I think I'll be sprouting because I've probably avoided most of the pain. There is um, Super Coach is a great game. <laughs> They've got to him. They've got to him. <laughs> <laughs> And what format are you talking about? Uh, uh, all my draft teams, besides um, uh, Cam's listener keeper, um, I think I'm losing. Oh, really? <laughs> I hate to be the poor bastard in the keeper you're beating. Uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. All righty. That's my sort of weekend going. Anyway, uh, we'll get through. We're doing uh, the waivers. Starting off with the waivers, we're doing the under 50% ownership on the AFL Fantasy platform. So these should be freely available in quite a lot of leagues. Uh, obviously, if you're in a deeper league, you want the deeper picks. If you're in a shallower league, there might be someone better available for you. Jono, why don't you kick us off? Who have you got there? Um, look, I know we've been using the 50% rule, but slightly... Oh, here we go. We're going to 85%. No, 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 no. It's only 55%. Uh it's not bad. We're still tinkering with the numbers, so 55%. Um, it's my boy, Mason Wood. He's just been racking it up under Ross Lyon's uh, game style. Did it in the pracking matches. I thought, hmm, interesting, good to watch. But he's backed it up two weeks in a row now with tons, so I think it's real. He's just cruising along the wing, picking up marks, kicking a couple of snags. It's fine. I'm just, I'm just going to pull you up right here, Jono. The only reason you've gone over the 50 is to take a little victory lap here, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> what a fraud. 
But you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with Mason Wood. You can't go wrong with Mason Except Wood. when he breaks down well, and the fly lands yeah. on him. Just watch out for that. Ninth year breakout. Yeah, exactly. Um, again, I thought, I mean, I've got an old guy here, 33%, but still side bottom. He's looking real good uh, for Collingwood. Like, they're just tearing teams apart. Like, I still don't think they're going to make the eight, but uh, they're tearing teams apart. And he's got a pretty fantasy-friendly role, just cruising up and down the wings. I mean, they tried to tag Nick Dacos for the idea of tagging him, but he's going to run free. He'll get, you know, five, six marks a game, 20 possessions, might kick a goal. So he's going to be solid backup, and it could be an opportunity maybe for DPP down the track, but uh, wait and see. If you're looking for a Ruckman, Matt Flynn's been pretty solid. Um, hasn't really come up against anyone the last couple of weeks, but um, I don't think he's got anyone next week as well, GWS. They're playing Carlton, so Pitnet and Tom DeConing should be okay against uh, against them. Um James Aish, I thought it would be horrible, but if you need a bit of depth, he's in 45% of teams. Um, just He'd just be a bit of cover if you've been copping these midfield injuries. And also, he's just started in, and the ball's going to be going in there quite a bit. It's Hayden Crozier, 5% of teams. Um, the dogs are terrible. He can actually use a ball, so he's pretty decent for super coach as well. Um, but I'd be looking at him if you... Someone who drafted Mitch Duncan and... Um, Brandon Ellis and so need to field a defender. Yeah, Brandon Ellis is a massive worry. Do you think? Like, I mean, Crozier's the sort of guy we stream. We've streamed every, every other week for the last five years. But do you feel like there was a bit of just the St Kilda factor in there? Like, it just seems two weeks in a row defenders gone pretty well. Like we had um, Keith and and Josh Bruce were reasonably serviceable in this one. Yeah, maybe, but I still think. They're going to use Crozier because um, he seems to be one of those people like a Dale who can use that ball off the half back there and even push up on a wing. So, I mean, they'll play Bailey Williams forward at times. So that just tells you he's he's cooked or they're out of small forward options because Bailey, Bailey Williams can't kick for shits, basically. Mm, huge. Stato, what do you got for us? Hopefully some better names than that. James Aish. So, no. No. No, no I haven't. Uh, midfielder, 45% owned. He's averaging 87 points at the moment. I I will note something needs to change at Frio, so just be uh, wary of a few roles may need to be changed there. Next up, a player hasn't played yet, uh, but was just a, a laid out this week, so I expect him back, and that's Stephen May. He can help shore up uh, a bit of your defence, 44% owned, and should be back this week. Uh, Hunter Clark, um, Steve's boy, um, certainly uh, looked pretty good on the weekend. So I think he's going to continue to improve as he gets more game time. Defender with 42% own. Um, Darcy McPherson, he's reinvented himself in that defensive line. Now, I'm, I'm unsure what's going to happen long term with the roles there as a few people, um, a few players come back. Um, but 41% own. He looks pretty good down there. 75 average in his new role. And he is a forward defender. So it gives you a bit of flexibility as well. And last but not least, I'll follow Jono and go and finish off with an old bloke. 
Liam Shields, uh, he's a forward mid at uh, North Melbourne, his new club under Clarko, 33% owned as well, Jono. He's averaging 78. Well, there is a um, shortage of forwards. Uh, so, yeah, they seem to be going all right north. Um, I'll talk about it in things we notice, but, yeah, they look, they're looking all right north. Yeah, I'll just add to that. I think uh, Tommy Powell at 47% pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, Hunter Clark, of course, 42%. Uh, Jared Berry, I think 37%, the superior Berry. Uh, they have the Bulldogs on deck, so pretty pretty good matchup, it will look like. And I think Jack Bytel, uh 12% ownership. Just with the Jack Steele injury, I like taking a shot at Hunter Clark and, and Bytel in that situation. Um, missing with a cut on the leg, I can't imagine that's a multi-week injury unless something's gone seriously amiss. No, that's right, even... I know Windhager was a sub, but do you reckon any of those two would be fighting or Bytel gets uh, the, the chocolates ahead of him? Oh, well, it's hard to say, but, I mean, Bytel had a good first week. He's completely free. I know Windhager has the forward status. So, if it look, one of like they, they'll they probably slip through to free agency. They, they won't even be needing to mm. be wavered for um, aside from deep league. So you can probably just hold off on that. Yeah. But I think it's worth having a look at that situation. Yeah, for sure. Fair enough. Ah, so things we noticed from this round. We're going to mix it up a little bit. Last week we ran through the games. This week we're going to talk about things we noticed. So, Stato, why don't you kick us off? What were a few things you noticed there? Setters. Setters is real. The call was real. The None call was real. None of you backed me in. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. No, I backed you in. You I backed you in. You blokes. Backed you in. I've copped it for four months, you bastards. It was Stephen, that other dirty bloke, Cam. I'm on board with you, Stato. Now, because because of your negativity, (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't fucking brave enough to put him (laughs) in my classic team in AFL Fantasy. I I actually did because of his price in um, Supercoach. He's popped out a 122 and a 130. He's real. Um, There's our our Joel Selwood fraud award for the week. (laughs) Yeah. A couple of easy matchups. He'll be in this week. Don't don't worry about that. Um, A couple of easy matchups, to be fair. But he's currently the fourth highest scorer in the game. Isn't that amazing? But uh, sorry, lads. I I thought I'd better have a victory lap um, because I've been off for a couple of weeks. So I do apologize. Very fair. Very fair. Very fair. Yeah. Uh, number two, St Kilda may be flying at the moment, but um, they have so many out. They've basically got a makeshift forward line. Therefore, they are giving massive points up to defenders. Uh, this week we saw Crozier with the 102, the cricketer Alex Keith with a 85, and Josh Bruce, as we talked about before, superb kicking by him, uh, 84 points. Um, this is on top of the massive scores the Dockers uh, kicked uh, last week. I, I think uh, Brennan Cox might have had 140. 180 or something, I think it was. Oh, that's in Supercoach, yeah. mate. Um, oh. I'm talking the real game. Um, so stream defenders against the Saints. 
And last but not least, with one exception in Clayton Oliver, who went really big, um, noting 40 of those uh, those points were after the lights out break. So he'd come back firing and, and pulled on some points. But John over Garrett. the first two... Oh, yes, absolutely. 59 points in his last quarter. Um, but uh, after that break, or sorry, should I say, um, for the first two games... Uh, that Brisbane have played. They've only had two tons scored against them. So Lockie Hunter got a ton. Uh, Clayton Oliver got the big one and no one in the first week. So just be really mindful when you're streaming against Brisbane. They seem to have um, really closed down against opposition scoring. Interesting, that Brisbane one. Yeah, I think Collingwood are much the same. They haven't had much. Like Port didn't have a 90 against them. Yeah, um, but uh, Port gave up a fair bit to Collingwood this week. I think, well, I think Collingwood did the same thing the week before. <laughs> yeah. They scored pretty well. Anyway, they look the goods. Uh, so certainly co- coaches, fantasy coaches are starting to get to the point of cutting the lottery losers, and I think that's never a bad thing, especially if the time on ground's low, the roll's bad. Uh, we always say the start of the year is very fertile for hitting the wave wire, so you can probably move on from those guys who you think aren't getting the the right role. I just there's a couple that still sort of query like Tanner Bruin, like just have they had tough matchups first off? Like you often see at the start of the year, the good teams play good teams, the poor teams play poor teams. The AFL sort of fixture it that way, so. You know, just evens out a little bit at the start. I'd just be wary of those sort of things. Playing players in their correct positions tends to tends to help. I notice Andy McGrath's <laughs> looking pretty handy in defence. Played a really good game uh, against the Suns. Uh, obviously, stayed. I probably Setterfield's a poor example because he was behind some pretty damn good tall inside mids at Carlton, but he's getting that. Good role, but you got other guys like Jack McRae is a, is a midfielder who's being shuffled up forward. So, yeah. um, role role is everything, and we know the halfback and, and the midfield is where the points are scored. So just look for players who maybe don't get that opportunity, and and if there's a bit of a shuffle, like Stater was saying, maybe Frio are going to have to throw the magnets around a little bit. And just last but not least, we don't know, but we do know forwards. Come into the year, we always say, oh, the forwards look terrible, but we know forwards who we don't know are going to break out. And, and these are some of the top scoring forwards so far. So Harry Sheasel's the top <laughs> forward. Yeah, crazy. It's in amazing, t- isn't in it? In total points. Jeremy Cameron, third. Jack Zebel fourth. Kyle, Kyle Langford played a great game again against the Suns. Uh, seventh. Rochelle, eighth. Ben Brown, ninth in total points. Okay, so... And, like, obviously all these aren't going to continue and you can probably find some value in some trades for guys like Dunkley and that, but it just, they emerge. Yeah. They emerge every single year and you just got to be flexible, be able to hit that wave of wire. Um, and that's why I always say don't carry too many injured players coming out of the draft. Like, they drop in your draft, but then you're stuck with them because you can't, you can't move on from them. I think if, if you wavered for Cosie Pickett last week, you sort of got him on your bench now, John. I think you you got him in our home league, and then you ended up just dropping him. Yeah, ended up dropping him due to who I what I thought. You know, um, one of my injured players was going to come back didn't happen. 
didn't want to play short again, so yeah, ended up dropping him and got the um, the prowess of um, Archie Perkins. Well, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> that really is poor value. Yeah, big time. Should have played one down. <laughs> Just for the mental. Yeah. The mental uh, sanity. Stater, you were going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, fuck you, Steve. Me? What did I do? Yeah, well, I just quickly looked at um, Cam's burner keeper. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) would you believe, uh, like my AFL Classic team, um, Finn Callahan's in my midfield, um, and he popped that shoulder and he's uh, on 18, didn't have a touch in the second quarter. And you've got Dom Sheed and... Tom Green flying home, so uh, yeah, fair chances you are going to ruin my whole weekend. You've still got you've still got Duggan. Oh, have I? You've got Sorry, Duggan and a fifty fifty point lead. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully might hold up. You spoke about Sheasel, Steve. Do you think he would keep Aaron Hall out of that team, or do you think Clarko's going to bring him in, and then Sheasel gets maybe a role change? I find it hard to believe. I mean, they're really happy to roll with. Um, Tristan Zeri at the start instead of old man Goldie. Um, Goldie, and they were pretty upfront about it. They go, look, he's playing well enough, and and he's the future. So I don't see why they'd. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aaron Hall's fine, but yeah, uh, yeah, sort of, uh, sort of to what something I noticed, like with Setterfield coming into that Essendon team, um, everyone thought you know Nick Martin going to get that mid time, but he was watching that game today. He was parked. Predominantly in that forward line, like he barely left. Uh, the second half, he sort of pushed up a little bit, but um, he was nowhere near it. Uh, so with Setterfield there, I think Brad Scott's going to keep a tight midfield rotation. It looked like Setterfield, um, Parish, Merritt, um, and maybe one or two others uh, going forward. So maybe well, Stringer Sh- was still in there. Shield as well. So like I said, it was pretty, it's pretty tight. So. Maybe Stringer gets a and that fifth rotation going forward if he, if and when he comes back in, but uh, definitely a wait and see on that. But the big thing I notice is, um, and it's probably something we see is system beats talent all day long. So mm-hmm. you you look at like you know the Bulldogs they got a lot of talent. We think you know Jack McRae is going to score well, but the system's quite poor. So someone like a Jack McRae should be pumping out one twenties each week, but. When you've got similarly a poor poor system, um, it's going to break down there. You got the Pies v Port. I think um, Collingwood's system now is is really good. Pie, uh, Port probably play on a bit of t- talent. Their system is breaking down. Maybe with Ken Hinckley being there for forty five years. And the other thing was um, <laughs> the Ruse the Ruse v Freo. You know, Clark has brought in a system there and it seems to be working. It's Okay, they've had a couple of close wins, but it's working, and they've uh, players are scoring well. So it's something very interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, teams, I know we Richmond have a great system, but they're not the best fantasy scorer. But it could be something going forward that these guys are are changing the guard a little bit. Um, I suppose, and the Saints have a good system as well. I also noticed Jeremy Cameron on I think it was Friday night had a great game, kicked five goals, whatever. But he was also running into defence as well. So he was going two ways and um, absolutely great. Obviously going to be owned by absolutely everyone, but um, if he continues that, very, very sneaky. DPP. 
Very sneaky DP. Nothing wrong going two ways, man. Absolutely. Well, well, he's got that baby swag, Jono. Has that happened? I don't know if it happened yet. I didn't see anything. Well, he's, it's, I haven't seen on the social Baby yet. swag adjacent, at least. Well, that's right. He's just... <laughs> and um, honestly, this one's more of a personal. Like I thought when uh, the fraud, Joel Selwood, retired last year, <laughs> Cam Guthrie was actually going to take it to the next level, but he's been woeful. Like They tagged him on the weekend, and he's just been woeful. I thought he was going to go to that Uber status, but he's been... Quite horrible, but you couldn't be couldn't be feeling good if you owned him uh, in your fantasy teams. That's for sure. Fair enough. Is there anyone any trade targets, boys? Any trade targets before we get to the questions? Um, Maybe Jack McRae. Jack Steele, you throw an offer out to someone. It depends. I know someone's captain option, first round pick, but. That'd be hurting. You could throw an offer at him. You could throw Jack McRae at him. I, I think Bailey Dale. I still like Bailey Dale. I don't think he's the worst player in a couple of stinkers. But probably the franchise, to be honest. Um, six frees against. Still had a red-hot crack. I, I don't think they're going to get waxed by 10 goals too often. I, I still believe. Showdown this week as well. So, Oh, my God. They're going to brain it. And um, like they got the prison bars thing, bit of bit of, you know, they got the big one they're looking forward to next week. They they would just we'll take the L against Collingwood. Don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, Collingwood's going to beat a lot of teams. I think. You just said they were missing the eight. I I think I think I think I'm, I'm hedging. I'm hedging. <laughs> are you are you being a bit Jeremy Cameron esque and running both ways on that one? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, we're going to get stuck into the Twitter questions here. Real Oogie Boogie Hall had 37 disposals and 120 fantasy points in the seconds, while one of the Jeds had 22 and 90. Is there any world where either gets back in the seniors anytime soon? It would be hard for him to change the mix when they're 2 and 0. So yeah. probably not in the not in the short term. Uh, and but Jed might. But who's in. But who's saying that um, Hall can't play a, a, a different role? I don't think they would change up that defensive group at the moment, but it doesn't mean he can't play something else. That's true. But uh... Darren, sounds sounds like a bit of two-way action there too, to be Ooh. honest. Uh, Darren, how does Tom Stewart affect Jack Bowe's role when he returns? Wasn't Jack Bowes playing in the midfield predominantly? Didn't started he have started a off fair whack at CBA. Started off in defence and then and was taking a couple of kick-ins and then rolled into the um, midfield later in the game, which then hampered okay. his score. Like when he was in defence, he was braining it. As soon as he moved into the midfield, uh, he was lost at sea. Well, just oh, using wow. D- DFS Australia, he didn't take any CBAs. Didn't take CBAs, but he did push up into the midfield. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, lost at sea. But really great in defence. Unsure would be the answer. Mm. Matt Robinson, uh, Sam Berry. He just says Sam Berry. That's a Steve Burner oh, account. Yeah. Yep. Steve Burner. Yeah, Matthew bunch of numbers. <laughs> I should have hit it a bit better. Uh, Steve winning. Oh. That's a great. That sounds like. Well, not this week. But anyway, after 46 minutes on the bench, is there any coming back for Tanner Bruins stonks? I think 
as you said, good teams playing good teams. He might not have the tank, and they're just that's a lot of time on the bench, but he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. What have they got coming up, Geelong? Uh, who knows? Uh, next week they play yours and ours. Oh, really? Up there, up at Heritage Bank Stadium. Is that the new name for Metricon? I don't know. <laughs> but yes, it's up there. So Yeah, it is some health situation. Jack, Jack Bowe's revenge game. Oh no, God! He might play more than a more than a quarter this week. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Get on, get on them. And then Hawthorne over Easter and West Coast. So some decent matchups coming up. God, you could probably roll out Gary Rowan at this point. Does that too? Yeah. Jaden O'Brien, what to do with Amon? Try to move on with a trade or hold. Currently taking an M five bench position. Package it up. Package it up. Or drop them to the waivers. It's a lot. Yeah. It's an outside player in a team that's getting waxed. Yeah, exactly. Like he'll he'll like against Essendon in the good matchups he scored well, but when they're coming up against good teams, they'll just get smoked. What are you gonna realistically get even in a package? Well, it depends on what the other players, you know, team looks like. But yeah, it could be just like I want this player, and then they just throw aim on. Yeah, fair to, enough. To the, Clear the roster spot. Yeah, uh, Adelaide asks Shoal or Crozier off the wire. Um, I think Crozier is more real than Shoal. Yeah, and I think teams. I know Collingwood did well this week, but teams often struggle against Port. Mm. Yeah, Zach, buy low on McCluggage or is he just going to really struggle with Dunkley? And I think the Ashcroft thing is understated. Yeah, yeah, it's too new. There's too many cooks in the kitchen here. That's that's effectively what's going on. I mean, even Dunkley was spending time on that sort of half forward. So they're all spread too thin, unfortunately. Yeah, I think we were pretty low on McCluggage in the preseason, but I somehow ended up with him in one league anyway. Jake, thoughts on cutting Perryman? Unsure if the scoring potential is good enough to start over my current M4-6, Setterfield, Newcomb, and O'Meara. Cat? Yeah, the cat's just going absolutely ballistic. I've got no idea what it wants, too. Zelda Cat? Nah, it's the other one. The other one, yeah. Um... It's, it, you want something. I think with Perryman, yeah, what did he last? A quarter and a half. So very small sample size of actually seeing what you got. But I think he's a whole lot. Again, small sample size. You don't know what injuries are coming to your squad too. So yeah. keeping depth is so important. Yep. No, I'm okay with cutting him. If you, if you don't need to start that sixth midfielder, uh, I'm okay with cutting him. Probably hold if if you um need to roster six. Steve, again, any early DPP candidates? Well, Whitfield, if he can get back this week. So they need to play four of the five games to qualify. 
So Whitfield will need to come back for, for round three, but of course he'll get defensive status added, added on to midfield. You think Lockie Ash would as well? So he's a midfielder only. Mason Wood maybe for forward status? Just kidding. No, nah, he's kidding. just wing. Wang yeah. Kadeem Miller. Hasn't he already got DPP? Or is he just mid only? Just mid only. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I draft him. I just thought I had to drop him this week, but I love the player. Mm. Hey, he's exciting to watch. That's for sure. Um, Josh Bruce will get defense. Zeeble want to roll down. Zeeble probably gets defense as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Of course he will. And Cheezel. And Cheezel, yeah, absolutely. Does he? He doesn't have it. He's, he's just forward, forward, is he? forward only at the moment. Just forward. Yep. Yeah, okay. Clearly not a Cheezel. <laughs> not a seller of captaincy, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I've got, no, I've got Cheezel. Don't worry about that. Also have Setterfield in uh, the off-brand. Not a fraud. Not a fraud. Hey. Hey. Settle. Hey. Uh, we didn't even touch on Max, Max Gordon's. Like injury is pretty pretty big. Oh yeah, hasn't, hasn't been confirmed. What he's still gonna have scans, doesn't he? So no, 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 no. It's a, got four to six medial. Oh, medial. Yeah. Okay. So he's four to six. Uh, Jack Steele, I reckon's four weeks. So if you got Brody Grundy, Stonks. you should have four pretty good weeks. You'd be pissed but it off. Also, you'd means, be pissed off with that. Well, you're not going to get that forward exactly. status. Yeah, but he might also not be completely terrible. Oh, he was terrible that first week. He was. He wasn't that much better this week, even with a free run in it. Yeah, is he completely washed? Oh no, Big O's. He's always. He's actually pretty good negating ruckman. Big O, like he is. So yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll give another week. Like I think he's he's up against Laddams next week. Grundy. Ah, oh, it's usually a good matchup. Yep. Jared uh, Hunter Clark season. Quite possibly. Who do the Ants have next week? The Saints. Yeah. Uh, Essendon. Hmm. Don't know. Maybe. Uh, Dr. Mantis, is Mason Wood good at footy? Good at fantasy, I know that. Don't care if he's good at footy or not. But he must be. He's getting the pill and scoring well. Okay. Easy peasy. Butters, Short, Anderson, Wines, Heaney, Houston, McCluggage, Brody, to name a few, are all guys underperforming. Is there anyone that's gotten off to a poor start that you're targeting in your leagues? Um, generally, I'm, I'm a three-week kind of guy, but... <laughs> I like to get the data, as they say, Stato. I like to get the data. Get the data. Um... I think um, I sort of like Bailey Dale. The unfortunate part is he's with one of the players in the league who I just will not converse with on trades. So I'm like, well, oh, fuck it. That's fine. <laughs> happy to miss out there. Um, underperforming. I think fantasy I wouldn't mind having down. a crack at Anderson. Yeah. I mean, maybe in Supercoach, Tom Hawkins. I know he's coming back from that injury. So he definitely hasn't built in. He hasn't had a preseason or anything like that. So owners might be a bit bit upset with him, expecting a bit more. But um, again, quality opposition the first two weeks and quality defenders. I think with fantasy scoring down, 
it seems to be that like if your player has a bad week, it's not that they're getting ninety ninety five anymore. They're getting like seventy. Mm. So I don't I don't know about butters, man. They're going to get Boke back at some point. I'd be starting this if... sub on the weekend. Yeah, um, short. He'll get defender status. He'll be fine. Anderson, yeah, we're okay with Wines. I'd be really cagey. Heaney, he, like he he was poor at the start, but then as the Swans got on a roll, he got involved, pushed up the ground, played a little midfield time, um, kicked a few snags. So I think they've got depth in that midfield now, so he won't get that rotation. Houston, he's washed. I was hot on him, Ooh. but no, washed. I'm joking. I'm joking. He'll, he'll be fine. Look, this the first four or five weeks, the game's really fast. Uh, there's not a lot of uncontested ball. It's just go, go, go. Low possessions. I, I, the suppose will be down. Players are fit and firing and running on top of the ground. Once they get tired, a couple of niggles, game will slow down. Those uncontested marks and extra kick handball, whatever, will arise. So it, it balances out. So they'll be fine for now. I'd hold them. I'll be fine for now, fine for now. I'm tired and still recovering from yesterday. What did you do yesterday? Uh, 40th birthday party. Uh, yeah, I'm not on my cluggage at all. I wouldn't buy that. Easy peasy. Also asks, oh, and he asked it last week, any early signs you've seen for DPP forwards in in specific? Uh, I like the idea of targeting Adam's early doors. Unsure if Wood is hanging forward enough. Seems like a wing role. Even Parker hasn't been forward enough played forward, to start the played year. Played forward against the Hawks a bit, so that could be momentum swinging that way. McRae, if he's spending 33% time <laughs> forward. I just think it's tough to pick the forwards because you're generally picking the guys who are coming off a, like the outside mids who are pushing forward, and it's kind of like the Isaac Smiths and that, and it's kind of tough to know... Um, if they're actually going to get that DPP status, I'd suggest going to DFS Australia and checking out some heat maps. Yeah, there's a there's a guide. Um, Hawker, do we sell all our doggy stonks if Bevo is going to be innovative? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a scary thought, isn't it? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, yeah, um, that's that's yeah. They're good players, won't stop being good players. Someone's going to have to, yeah, I don't know. What, innovative, innovative who knows what to speak. Jeez, we're struggling, struggling with that word, aren't we? Yeah, easy for you to say, Johnny. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm buying, man, I'm buying. And, like, if they sack him mid-year, bring in Mark McVeigh. Good times, good times. Can we bring good in rats? Times. Just bring in Ratten. Or Kenny. <laughs> bring in Kenny. <laughs> Aaron is is burnt, burnt, and Raul learned what a mark was. Is he a trade target? Raul's been good, man. He played he played pretty good today. Yeah, Raul's been good. Be hard to pry it off. Whoever owns him, pretty pretty stiff getting stuck in a Burnsy. Um, I think with those sort of guys, it's they're going to be up and down. I don't think he's a must own. Yes, you can roster him, but you know players have good weeks. True. Uh, Warren, is sidebum real? I think it is. I think it is. Small sample size, but I think it is. Stato? 
Yeah, he looked good. Um, yeah, so yes. Frio, please rank these frauds. Bevo, Port, Frio, and Steve for engaging in a classic tweet by sharing his score. Steve, number one. <laughs> Bevo, number two. Daylight, the rest. Mate, how am I on this list? What about Stato? He's got a whole friggin' hashtag about his classic game. <laughs> he's fucking... Uh, he's, he's not becoming great again today. Um, the other seven days, he's been tracking all right. What's your score this week, Stato? Um, yeah, I'll get over the 2,000, but um, if I didn't have a, such a disastrous day, uh, I would have been 21-odd. Um, super coach, what am I tracking there? Um, 21-15, it looks like I'll get in super coach. So yeah. Tracking all right in the Murdoch ball? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just feeling a little bit altish. <laughs> We'd be pretty disappointed with the um, the election results. The whole mainland is, <laughs> is red. You'll be moving back to the Apple Isle soon. Yeah, be might be sacked from uh, Fizz and Creds. Oh, well, I'm happily to move down to to the great state of Tasmania and, and broadcast whilst we're hunting the thylacine. Me and Creds out in the wilderness. <laughs> Bush brush. You know she's a Western Victorian. Anyway, Fork Talk. Steve Fizz Fizz posted a comment on an AFL fantasy tweet today about his classic team's points to date and number of players left to play. Is this the first step in a cunning plan to gain back fantasy influencer status? (laughs) Brilliantly played. And and well played to the phantom. We had a bit of fun with him uh, over the weekend. uh, uh, He played along, God bless him. Yeah, look, I was just trying to help out these poor little startup guys um, get some engagement on their tweet. Um, the traders, don't know if you've heard of them, just trying to help them out. Traders or tradies? <laughs> Which one is it? Give, give them a leg up. Um, Ninja Spoon, is Grundy a sell high candidate with the Gorn injury? Give it a couple of weeks. Let him pump out another score because he's got a good matchup coming up and then, um, yeah, bump him off. That's probably not a bad play. I don't know. If you Yeah, get depends it. what I mean, depends what I don't know what your league mates are like. I don't know that he's just people don't really trade for rocks, do they? Don't think so. If they get injured, you don't normally pick one off the off the waiver, I suppose. Anyway, uh Major, why did you say Sam Berry wouldn't be affected by the Crows fast mid changes and dump Powell and Brune? Okay, I'll take the Sam Berry one. I Sanbury was always a struggle for me to roster this year, and I was pretty open about that. It just didn't seem like he could maintain that insane tackle rate that no one's ever done before, and he ne- and he had no history of being an outside ball winner. He'd only had 20 possessions in a game twice the year prior, so any effects of game style or whatever, that was sort of beside the point. Like... Oh, no one here was sitting here saying Sam Berry's going to be a jet, were they? Maybe down the track in like three years' time or something, but yeah, not no. the following year. We always talked about his his great pressure and ability to tackle, but the, the lack of ability to get his hands on the footy. Now, the less he's actually in inside and able to get those tackles, the less he's going to score. 
Yeah. Well, you can take that however you want, Major, so that's fine. Um, Dump Powell and Brune. Tom Powell's good, good filler out for you. It's fine. F5, F5 Brune. It's just roll. Yeah. It's just rolls an issue. Uh, Cam Hawkins, Bevo versus Hinkley. Who's worse for fantasy footy? Bevo. Easy, Bevo. God. Cam Hawkins again. Ed Kerno is back. Good for him. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, well. Took that George Hewitt role, Sato, and just. Must be an easy role to play for these guys. Just, walk, <laughs> just banging out sons like Setters and Kerno and George Hewitt. Hey. No? <laughs> the superior Kerno. Setters. Uh, Cam also says, has Seb Ross become fantasy relevant again under the boss? Uh, he was pretty good last yes. year. Yes. Pretty good last year. I think goes better again. He, he was. He was about a 90 average last year. Yeah. Um, but but also um, note um, with Steel out for a month, he's just going to take a more senior role in there. Yeah, Crouch and and Ross season. There was also so St Kilda were the leading. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, Seb Ross is fine. He can find space and tackle. Not bad for a goal either. Uh, Frio, the fuck's happening with Robum? Gets a lot of tackles playing outside. I got on him uh, at the start of the year for most tackles in the comp this year, and he's leading that. So I'm very happy. Yeah, but he's not really... Not getting the ball. Uh, I th- I th- people just expect everyone to always improve, right? Correct. Mm. There's too many. There's too many in the Swans. Yeah. The 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 one that's starting to shine though uh, with the defensive role is Ollie Florent. Fair enough. That's all the questions we have for the week. Stato, it was good to see you. I think. Am I going to win <laughs> yeah. that match? Uh, actually, let's have a quick look. Actually, <laughs> I need something to fucking go right this way. Mate, so do I. <laughs> I. I. I I shouldn't be bitching. Um, I'm actually set up pretty well for the year. So uh, just because you have a bit of hard luck, you know, so hard. <laughs> um, sorry, my apologies. <laughs> just reflecting. Yeah, it's a family a show. It's a family show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, at the moment, we are talking it's uh, 35 points the difference uh, both got two players but you have tom green who's likely to fly boom very good good old tom uh, my plan to be bad for five years finally worked <laughs> you didn't dog me for once in the in the draft <laughs> oh no well, thanks listeners for hanging in and, and sticking around i think it was a pretty pretty tight show as usual We'll see. <laughs> Tightest in the business. Hey, we we'll actually had a, actually had. Oh, I was going to say we had a list uh, question on the email. Ooh, did what we? Was that? Jesus Christ! Yeah, what? we did. Uh, was it from a solicitor? Funnily, no. It's from the uh, owner of Shed Sixteen. No, just kidding. Um, oh, he could be Dan Matthews. He goes. Uh, oh, I think we had this question anyway. Hey, draft legend, legends, long time listener, first time question. Who do you think is in line? For DPP come round six. Cheers, Dan. Oh, we I went think we few. covered most. Yeah. So I hope you got them all, Dan. All right. Well, we'll see you next week.